I'm Shane Wilson. Brian Copney. Mike Frost. And we're trying not to get sued. Copy. Top of the afternoon, brothers and sisters. How are you? Hope you're doing well. You've tuned in to another episode of Trying Not to Get Sued. I'm Brian Copney. It's my main man, Mike Frost. I got Shane Wilson. We got a special guest with us right now, Mr. Jonathan Cox. Incredibly talented musician. Uh, I've listened to a couple of his things. Um, I'll let you come. I'll let him come to you any way he sees fit. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank you for having me on. I'm glad I, glad I got to come today. It's pretty cool. That's a pretty good little drive up here, but it wasn't too bad. It's, uh, Where'd you drive in from? I drove here from Greenup, Greenup, Kentucky. Greenup, Kentucky. Yes. Uh, so is that Eastern Kentucky? Mm-hmm. Yeah, northeast Kentucky is where it's from. Right up around, uh, right where Ohio, Kentucky, and West Virginia meet. I right turn that corner. I got you. Yeah, that's a pretty good little drive. I'd say so. God mighty. How Mark. close is that to Hazard <clears throat> County? Hazard. That's on the. That's on the lower end. Of I just know the Dukes. Yeah, there's two <laughs> guys I know them. <laughs> <laughs> did you like their car? I did. It was an awesome <laughs> there car. We go. There we it, go. I mean, no matter what you think, it was an awesome car. Oh yeah. 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 No, I think uh, that Hazard County's in Tennessee. Pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Right. Can you tell about some of the dates and stuff? Yeah. Just up? just tell us what you got going on, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll go from there. So uh, I've got a few. Shows coming up this month. Uh, the ninth, I play in Waverly, Ohio, the Brass Monkey. It's kind of a just a little joint up there. And then the tenth, I uh, <clears throat> I play at the Columbia Music Arena in Portsmouth, Ohio. It's with a guy named uh, Jacob Bryant. He's a songwriter from down in Nashville. He uh, he actually wrote a few songs for Luke Combs. And he does a few covers with him. Um, I'm trying to think some of them. Uh, this I've seen that you. he just released Circus, right? Yeah, he just released Circus. Yeah, yep. yeah. He's he's pretty he's pretty good. And I'm I'm very excited. I'm thankful for the opportunity that I get to do this because I mean it's pretty cool. A few months ago, I mean none of this wasn't even four or five months ago. I wasn't even Ooh. considering you know music, you know, mm-hmm. as a full time gig. And now, I mean, like I said, it's not mm-hmm. my full time gig yet, but we're working on it. Like I still, I'm a barber right now. Have my own shop, and uh, cool. It's on the weekends. I'm I'm pretty busy. Right. Thankfully. Well, I mean, at least you got some irons in the fire. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm busy with it. I love it. Keeps me on my toes. So I want to know, like, uh, your manager contacted Shane. Like, how did you come about hearing about us? You know. Uh, well, <clears throat> that was actually something that he, uh, he messaged me and he told me there's a podcast that he wanted me to do up here. He told me to give y'all, you know, listen to y'all. And I was like, well, I mean, I listened to a couple of y'all's episodes and I told him, I was like, I'd love to do it. Maybe That's cool. awesome. Yeah. I'd love to do it. We, we're, we're always <laughs> wondering because, you know, you know, I think maybe, was he the first? That reached out. Yeah, that's the first time yeah. that somebody had reached out. To We've us. always been struggling, be like, oh, we we used to be like, let's have friends on here, yeah, you know, yeah. and then it went to, you know, we started getting like musicians. Shane's reached out to countless people because I'm me and Brian are lazy as fuck, but uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, Shane's All I got to say is clear. Amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I think Brian's brought people in. I've brought people in. You I'm know. not proud of those. <laughs> I'm proud of mine. 
She wanted to live with you. Stop, 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 <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> but, you know, the, the guy I brought in, he, we played in a band together for years, and he's playing for a signed band now. Yeah. You know, I think it was a mutual thing for Anthony, me and Shane. So, yeah, well, I grew up with the cat. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you got to realize, the point of us starting this was three guys who have opinions. Um, instead of being so fucking robotic, man, society wants to tell you what to think, tell you what to say, and if you don't say that, if you don't think that, then you're fucked up. And then here comes the cancel culture and all that kind yeah, of, kind of shit. But there should still be a space where a, anybody, and I'm going to go out and say it, a grown man can express my own personal opinion and not worry about whether everybody fucking likes it. Oh, yeah. You know? I agree. I agree 100%. As a musician... Uh, have you been put in a position where somebody didn't like something you said or something you wrote? Uh, not really. Not yet. I mean, I'm sure it'll come. I mean, but not yet. Thankfully, I haven't had to deal with that. Um, but like I said, it'll probably, it'll probably get here someday. Oh, yeah. Hang in there. <laughs> yeah. Hang in there. Hang in there long enough. If it don't happen, let me know. I'll show up at one of your shows and <laughs> talk a whole lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know one particular uh, country artist that saying the N-word was probably a pretty good thing that happened to him. Oh, Morgan. Yeah. Dude, he blew up because of that. He did. Oh, son. Yeah, but uh, the situation that that was where he was uh, in a very private conversation with one of his friends that understood he was playing, like that shouldn't be took out of context. No. Like that. That, uh, you know, you, you're saying something that affects a whole race of people whenever you're just trying to make one of your buddies laugh. You know, that that's kind of the yeah. way I feel about the whole Morgan Wallen thing, but him saying that made him blow up. Well, you got to go back on a lot of things. Like, it ain't the first time that anybody in the white culture has used the N-word. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to. Like, I listen to Antichrist <clears throat> Superstar all day today at work. And Marilyn Manson is very fond of that word. Period. But if you listen to I the listen to if you if you listen to the context of it, you know, you're like, you damn right. You know, if you're listening to that that out that song, you know, you're like, you're damn right. He's he's speaking the truth. I wasn't born with enough middle fingers. Fuck this. You know, and uh, <laughs> at least to me. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and this is going to lead us into something else because I'm, I'm going to take it there because I'm that kind of asshole. But Brian, listen, you can take it wherever you want. At, at this yeah, point, you, yeah. you have an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to go no farther than that. I'm just <laughs> whether you agree with Marilyn Manson or not. Th- there is a whole. A group of people, and I'm going to throw out a very unpopular opinion, that sometimes we need to subtract the subject of color and race from any type of subject just so you can see it objectively. I get that. Uh, Mm -hmm. And music is one of those that uh, if you're going to tell me, um, you know, generic terms, when you say uh, man is a natural being, not only are you just saying man, you're saying man and woman. Mm -hmm. Um, but on top of that, should all of your music be attributed to a one race or a one color? But step farther is 
in the news, you got five guys, five black guys at this point, who have killed a black guy. Um, I'm not going to go into exactly what the guy's name was, because we try not to get sued. (laughs) Well, we were talking about this earlier. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, some months back, you had five white guys, well, maybe four white guys and one Asian, who killed a black guy. Now, the same guys who were all up in arms talking about uh, fire these officers that need to be prosecuted, justice should be swift, all that are the same guys who are now talking about these five guys We need to do an investigation to see what really happened. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck a bunch of that, dude. Because when we subtract sub uh, race from the whole subject, then we find out it's just a bunch of mean, heinous motherfuckers that did a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's probably that they were pissed off in the moment, and they're gonna beat the fuck out of old dude. Oh shit! You ain't yeah. heard? Now, I heard it was. I'm, I'm gonna tell you what what rumor has it. Rumor chick. has it he's fucking somebody. He was fucking one of, one of the dude's chicks. Yeah, and in that. the midst of that beating, they took a video and sent it to her. Like, see what happens to this motherfucker. Oh man, see what well, happens when you take the long dick, I, bitch. Yeah, this is what happens. You ain't gonna get that no more. <laughs> well, at that point, they didn't realize that the dude was gonna die, and he dies. Like, oh shit, bitch, send that video back. It's like, hey man, <laughs> we shouldn't have hit him that last time. It was that last time. The, the rest of them were yeah. okay. Just that last time. Well, dude, you want me to go deep into like some shit, like what you're talking about? I'm going to talk about it. The I'm going to lump Black Life Matters and January 6th into the same. Oh, I'm going to lump them. I'm going to lump them into the same fucking thing. Are you ready for this? Wait, wait, wait. Before you go into that. Black Lives Matter was an organization and a movement. January 6th is a date. Be more specific. January 6th is whenever a group of white guys flooded the Capitol, and then a bunch of politicians took credit for being there that weren't actually there. That's January 6th. And then Black Lives Matters is a bunch of riots that happened over the uh, summer of 2021. Yeah. Okay. So for, very, for various reasons. I mean, I'm going no... To, no, I'm going to lump them into the same thing. Go ahead. Right now. Shoot it. Shoot it. Both of those <laughs> both of those were wins for the American media. I'll go with that. Yeah. I I'll go that. with that. That's it. Yeah. Because good, bad, or ugly, whether you agreed or disagreed, I bet your black ass is watching TV. Ooh. Or your white ass, January 6th. TV. <laughs> Did you catch that? <laughs> It but doesn't matter whether is, you were mad or upset, whether you were glad. They're and, trying to fuel yeah. this this narrative of that we should have a problem with each other because skin color or religion, whenever we really shouldn't have a problem with There ain't a not. fucking problem, man. I don't understand where this shit came you from in the first the place. There's a fucking problem, Mike. That's what they want you to fucking feed into. That's what they want you to think, but I'm telling you, talking and every day with people I talk to, there ain't a goddamn problem, but that's what they want you to think. Johnson, would you tell Mike that he's white? That's his problem. That's the problem. <laughs> that's what that, the media that's a wants trick you question. to say. Yeah. At, at the root of this whole thing, I can't they want... you sucked a guest in like that. I pulled him right in, didn't I? Made a man call right his in. It doesn't matter. The media wants you to believe whether you're white or black. If you're white, you are supposed to be on this side. 
And it's the side that we fucking told you to be on. If you're black, you're supposed to be on this side. When in all actuality, who the fuck are you to draw sides? I'll say, say every single one of us got cut, we're all going to bleed red. Thank you. Either I've never way. killed anyone. A couple of you dumb bitches. I wanted to, but I didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, restraint, morals have a lot to do with it. And I believe every, no, I'm not going to say every, most people have a moral compass. And apparently these dudes, yeah, you screwing my homies, shit. I'm going to show you what it's about. This same dude was probably hitting that broad off too. Or he could have. All five of them. Let's not beat this dude's ass. Matter of fact, let's go run a train on this broad. Oh, that, all right, homie. Man, how tempting would it be if somebody is long dicking your old lady to give him a shot? I mean, I ain't saying kill the motherfucker. Yeah. They, they probably didn't want it to go that far neither. Just rough yeah. him up. Yeah. But, I mean, they were sliding in with billy clubs and everything. I mean, yeah. they were they were sliding on their backs trying to hit the motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, it's going down. Let me get one shot in I here. thought he fucked everybody's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but what brought you into music? Like, uh, did you did you have a family that was into it? or? Yeah. See, uh, I grew up, um, my family, they played uh gospel bluegrass my mom she grew up in a gospel or she well she was in a gospel uh, bluegrass group called the heaven airs and uh <clears throat> they did some recordings traveled around to some churches and stuff like that back home and uh and then after she got done with it you know all she had uh four sisters three sisters and two brothers and they're all like they all have a little group that they play at church and stuff uh and then we would go to uh nursing homes back home and then we'd play at them and I would kind of join in with them every now and then. And it's just something I've always been into. I mean, there's videos of me when I was little singing some Diamond Rio songs. Uh, me singing, you know, the Star Spangled Banner and stuff like that at the, at the county fairs. I mean, it's just something that's always really been in, you know, I guess my blood. Something I grew up with, really. Well, I apologize to you for playing them videos <laughs> before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You, you thought you just hit <laughs> No, for, for our no, listeners, that's, that's a whole uh, different type of music right there. For our listeners, that that's something that you guys would see when you start to tune in into the audio portion. I mean, the video portion, which we haven't started yet. But uh, I tell you, one one place I'd like to to kind of stick at that you mentioned, you have gospel roots. Yeah. Yep. Do you know any of those Heaven Air songs? I don't. I don't think so. Come on, man. I don't know any of them. None of them. No. That's awesome. I thought it was so do you right now? Here, let me play you one, Brian. <laughs> 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 I got a rap jam you can listen yeah, to. Buddy. <laughs> Jesus is a bigger. Well, never mind. Bigger. I said bigger. I said bigger. <laughs> bigger. B I. G-G-E-R, I didn't say nothing crazy. And we'll leave that where it lays. Hey, you can say whatever you want. Nah. Nah. Uh-uh. <laughs> but uh, I had a question for you, but I lost it. Oh, yeah. Do you write now? Do you write music now? <clears throat> oh, yeah. What's your, what, like, what would you say you draw your influence from when it comes to your style? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just kind of. I try to do a little bit of everything. I try to incorporate a little bit of everything into my writing. 
as far as like the genre or the writing style or just the picking part on the guitars or whatever. I try to incorporate a little bit of everything because, uh, I mean, you always want everybody to at least some feel some type of emotion while you're playing, no matter what the song you're writing, you want someone to feel that. So I always, <clears throat> I don't know, I write usually just what's in my head or if I start writing something, I'll just start saying words and then I'll just go on from there. It's just, I don't have any particular way of writing or any type of influence. It just happens, I guess. I mean, well, it, well a lot of uh, artists, well, a couple of them that we have, we've had on the show, when they put together their music, they want to derive from their people like this audience or th- this group that feels their music and they're, they're, they're all into it and they're, it's like a party jam. But you mentioned that you're trying to derive an emotional yeah, an emotional response. How do you go about that? Is it the, is it the rhythms? Is it the metaphors? <clears throat> Usually, it's the words I, the words I write down, the way I write them. I try to use a lot of. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of just more of how I feel about it. But I use, I try to use a lot of imagery in my mm-hmm. stuff. It's like I just released a song back about two months ago called One Twenty Three A.M. <clears throat> and I actually wrote it about a situation I was going through. And the first line of the song is, laying here tonight in this queen bed, I feel cold and I'm alone. And that's, I mean, as soon as the song kicks off, you got some type of imagery right there to set the mood, you to set it. the picture, to paint the picture uh, for the whole song. Yeah. And then when people can paint that picture, they can see it. And throughout the whole song, it kind of stays, I guess, in that room, more or less, in that queen bed. And that way you're not bouncing from room to room, going everywhere, and people's trying to guess where you're at in the song. Let me find out this dude is writing a video <laughs> of his song. I can see him in that video. Yeah. Well, see, like, this is what I'm trying to tell y'all about country music. Country music God is damn. storytelling. It is. Yeah. It really is. You yeah. know, and that that's my favorite thing about it. Yeah. And, 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 a lot of, and a lot of metal music is ain't nothing but either sadness or rage. And you trying yeah, to tell me that Ice it. Cube didn't take y'all into a good day? <laughs> no, I love Ice Cube. Now, like, you know, a lot, a lot of rap music is very storytelling. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it really I will is. Say that. And, and the reason I brought that up is because all across genres, you find people trying to reach other people by yeah, trying to relate yeah. to them. You know, and yeah. I, I feel like that's what music's about. Yeah, you know, and not everybody's going to get everything. Oh yeah, and that's what you know. People tell me the you know. They're like, well, what's your main goal for each song you write? I want to touch something. <clears throat> yeah, as long as one song of mine hits one person in the heart, I've done my job. That's it. Yeah. I've done my job. As long as one person understands and it helps one person, my job's done. Well, that's I mean, a good thing to chief for, man. Really? Yeah. Really I mean, is. I mean, in this day and time, there's a lot of depressing stuff goes down. I mean, yeah. it's God awful. Damn. And I mean, if you can find just one little bit of release, one little bit, just one three-minute song to take your mind off of what's going on in this crappy world, I've done my job. And that that's what music is, man. Is what an a escape. release. Yeah. An escape, yeah. a release. Yeah. However you want to put it, that's that's what music for me has been. Whenever I'm had a bad day or yeah. pissed off, put on an album that I like, and I, and I go to... You know, a place in my head when I was younger or whatever it may yeah. be that it's good. Well, mm-hmm. you know? and a lot of what all, and a lot 
from the response that I've heard from some of my other songs I wrote, especially 123 AM, because it's one of like, I guess, understanding, like whenever someone listens to it, they're like, oh, okay, I'm not the only person going through this. There's someone else that understands what I'm fully going through. Maybe not fully, but like they understand a little bit of what I'm going through and, you know, someone understands and that's a relief to some people. And that's, like I said, if I did that, my job's done. I did what I wanted to. I like all of that. I like yeah. Yeah, all I of mean, that. Like, <laughs> when I was in a band, it was like, it started out as like a hangout spot. It's like, oh, you know how to play drums, and you know how to play guitar. We need to find a singer, and then literally I screamed at some bitch getting on a school bus one day and my buddy Matt was like can you scream like that all the time I'm like I guess I was in the middle and singer yeah he's like won't you come try out for our band and I said okay and then he was like you're hired but it it was it was it was not really um writing about our feelings it was it was a hangout spot yeah. mm-hmm. it was something to fucking do to let out whatever anger depression yeah. or whatever you had at the moment out yeah. and you know it was it was very therapeutic I'm gonna go a step farther than that and I hope that I'm gonna uh, hit somebody's audience but a lot of guys music is their outlet Oh, yeah. Because if if you're like me and you've been married twenty years, when she starts talking shit, I gotta fucking leave. And when I leave and I hop in my fucking car and I'm riding down the road, music is what. God damn! <laughs> I swear you can't hear none of that on here. Like when I edit, music is what pulls me in. Music is what takes me to another place. Music is what pulls my mind away. And when I come home. And I walk through the door, and my wife's like, are you okay? I'm like, I floated to another place where you did not matter. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you, because, like, I'm at work, and, I, you know, God bless his soul, he lets us have earbuds in our ear at my work. Yes. And as long as you are, can do your job, you can have them. So I listen to depressing the hateful the fucking music no 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 no, no no when you, you put in your earbuds they might goddamn no 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 when you put in the earbuds and dude says why must i sock a fella just to live large like rockefeller goddamn you got me <laughs> see i'm i walk around i walk around like the other day uh, i had t- uh my buddy in the bakery's like are you okay today i said yeah why she goes you look pissed off and i was like I'm listening to Slayer. And I, she's like, well, who is that? And I'm like, listen to me, you'll understand. You'll get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll get it. Yeah. Dude, Slayer pumps me up. Oh, dude, I want to fucking like rattle old people's heads together <laughs> and just be like, get the fuck out of my way. This I got shit to not, do. This is not the guy that's going to push the crosswalk button for you, old ladies. No. <laughs> I'll be over there stocking strawberries in my... Can you pass me a... I'll pass you Fuck you in your in strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, you know, I'm, I'm in a good mood. And, you know, and I have and I have old people be like, be like, hey, honey, where's this on this on the sales paper? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's open to the right. And then the next minute, I'm like, 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> I, it takes me out of that moment. I don't, I don't treat nobody differently or nothing like that. Even though I might think it sometimes when I'm stalking shit and somebody like reaches over my shoulder and I want to stab them in the throat. But you know, that's, <laughs> that's different. different. That's, that's different. different. Yeah. Just tell me, like, I need to look there and I'll get out your fucking way. I promise. I'll be like, there you go, there you go. So uh, another question. If if I approach you and I've never heard your music, mm-hmm. and uh, okay, I met this guy. He's a nice dude. I want to hear what he plays. Where would you direct me to go? Would you would you send me to a particular song? Would you send me to a particular genre that w- that would represent the type of music that you feel? Uh, I'll say that's a, that's a tough question. Uh. I don't know, because I try not to relate, I try not to connect my music with anybody else's, because in a world full of Tyler Childers and all these guys, yeah. I want you to be original. Yeah. And that's one thing I try to do, even though, I mean, my music may sound like some other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. But I try to do my own thing. Uh, I would say, man, that's tough, because I can't, I, you know, people ask me that, and I can't ever really give a solid answer, because I try not to really base it off of anything i guess uh a band that would really you know my music's kind of like be like flatland calvary i guess i try to do a little bit of that okay uh i I really try to steer away from mainstream because i do not want to do mainstream well my whole thing with that is a lot of people will uh find something of yours on the internet Mm -hmm. and they'll listen to it and say okay i like this stuff but then they'll want the rest of your music to sound like that one song. Yeah. And <clears throat> I'll, I'll be honest with you. Not everyone that listens to music is enlightened. They mm-hmm. want to hear what they want to hear at that point. They may not want to hear what you got to say on the next song. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. they want to hear that portion. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, sometimes an artist has to have a way to direct you to where I am. Mm-hmm. And not everybody, not everything that you write may be for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that. And I understand that too. I mean, that's like, I don't know. There's a lot of different types of music out there and there's so many different versions of every genre that I mean. There's so many genres you can't even count. Oh, yeah. And when that goes into the country yeah. realm, the metal realm, the rock realm, the rap realm, there's so many genres that yeah. it everybody's going to... I'm a metal head. Head down. Yeah, I'm a hip-hop head. Head down. But I love 90s rap. Like, yeah. hardcore love 90s rap. And I love rock and roll. And, 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 and you know, and I, I respect... Uh, I'm not thoroughly, you know, old-school country, like outlaw country. I love. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like you can, you know, if but, you want to talk about different genres, country is probably the most diverse in that. It is. Aspect. Yeah. When you want to talk about just genres of oh, yeah. different country, you got bro country, you got 90s country, you got, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Yeah. And then outlaw. Yeah. So it's. Uh, Love outlaw. And then God. everybody wants to. You know, everybody wants to try to nail you down and fit you into a box, basically. Yeah. And, and it's shit for to to do that. 
But if you if you take elements from every single genre, it has inspired mm-hmm. or created another genre. I mean, if you really think about it, I mean, there's a lot of metalheads that are in bands that I love that didn't take so much of an influence in the metal community, maybe a couple, but they took it from outlaw country. Mm-hmm. They might have took it from hip-hop and brought it back in mm-hmm. and combined it to what it is now. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yo, so, so kick back in. We, we have to take a small break, but uh, somebody... Anybody has got to explain to me what the fuck a cricker is <laughs> because I've never heard of that. I've heard of river rats. I've heard of holler whores because I love them. And everybody uh, loves a whore, Brian. Everybody, but but them holler whores, they treat you good and cook. All right, so so next time you're on Pornhub, uh, type <laughs> type ty, ty, type in cock worship, you'll find a lot of uh, holler whores. But either way it goes, what the fuck is a cricker? So a cricker is a party. That we would have on a creek bank. Big fires, pallets, tires, whatever. And people from all over the county would come out there on the creek bank. We'd have a creeker. The county? Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up to me. So this is encompassed like like uh, different schools and everything? Like I'm assuming Sometimes. that a creeker is thrown between 19 to 20 or 18 to 20 year old range? Uh, Sometimes in high school. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of times in high school. Because once you hit twenty one, you're in the club. Yeah, once yeah. you get twenty one, you're already done with all that. I mean, it's old by news. the way, twenty year old, twenty one year old clubbers, it ain't worth it. Keep going to the creekers. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, the girls are way dumber at the creekers. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's uh, they my buddies they'd have them. That's what they do. They'd post on their Snapchat stories or they'd send out a big message in group text. Some creaker or not at my house. Dude, that time. is so different than the way wow. we used to throw parties. No yeah, shit, like, man. Like us, we're all forty-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like uh, this, when we were in high school, the social media thing hadn't truly <clears throat> hit yet. Yeah. yeah. I think we. I think the closest thing I think I was we were out of school was MySpace. <laughs> yeah. 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 MySpace. Mm-hmm. I have a MySpace that's still playing. A corn song on it. <laughs> I would say somewhere out there in the cosmos, it's still playing corn. I think mine was Lamb of God. <laughs> yeah. I never even had one. Yo, yeah, mo- like I'd say your age, you didn't, because my uh, space was there for like ten minutes. It was only for a year or two, maybe. Yeah, like my episode of social media was in 1996. I stood up on the lunch table in Woodrow Wilson's second lunch and said. Tomorrow, there's going to be a party at my house at 9 o'clock. B-Y-O-B, bring your own bottle and bitches, and I got an ounce of weed. I got suspended for that. <laughs> did you throw the party? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, it was worth it. That's all that matters. Yes. That's a, that's a 19 what? 1996. 90- a 96 Creeker. That's right. 96 Creeker <laughs> in the middle of uh, East Beckley. But. Okay, what was we getting into pretty deep whenever we decided to start it again? Oh, we were talking about like how Brian freaked out over my two-more-year car and the way they yeah. looked at me at the parking lot. <laughs> so I go look at this car, and I'm like, dude, that's badass. It's a goddamn fucking sports rally edition. I said, I'm going to go look at that. So I do I go, like that. Car. So I go look I at too. it. So I go look at it, 
I like your truck too, bro. I and he, like it. And he looks at me and goes, were you looking at something? It's old man. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here for an appointment. I got an appointment with uh, so-and-so to look at this car. And uh, he uh, he finally, well, let me go page him. He comes down. He was like, here, here's the keys. Go, uh, let me put a license plate on it. Mm-hmm. And that old man looks at him. He goes, did you get it approved? He looked at him and said, I'll fucking get it approved. Put the license plate on it. Shut the fuck up. Yes. yes. And I was just like, that's right, old man. Fuck out of my way, <laughs> you know. And he, I was just like, "That's right," because the way he looked at me was because of the whole attire on me. I don't, you know. A lot of people say, "Oh, you shouldn't." The, a lot of people don't know, motherfucker. They do. Yes, they do. They do. First, first appearance is a real thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like yeah. you can't really fault that. Yeah. Because that's natural. Whether yeah. you want to admit it or not, you fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like a, uh, it's bred into us where we have to look at somebody and make a snap judgment on whether we trust this motherfucker. Or but not. I will no, say, matter this. of safety, yeah. I will yeah. say this. I don't. I do find that much joy out of it. When people look at me weird, I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I had that. I was at a phone store the other day, and I had on a T-shirt that had the same uh, logo on it as my leg tattoo, that big Indian. And it just said Heathen Nation on it. That's all the shirt says. And it's got that big old Indian right on the back of it. Same one as my leg. And I had shorts on. And that dude, there's a guy tapped on my shoulder. He's like, you in a motorcycle club? <laughs> I was like, I was like, uh, no. He's like, well, what are you? And I was like, something else. <laughs> and he was like, I'm something else. That's you oh god, that freaks people out. Yeah, he was shit. like, I won't ask questions. I was like, okay, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he just left me alone, and he started talking about bike clubs from like out in California, and I was like, it's cool. I need a new camera for my phone, real quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Serious as hell. <laughs> But I I will say this. It's it's happened to me a couple times, too. I'll go into a place, and they'll look at me all weird, um, sometimes for what I'm asking for. Usually, if I'm going shopping, I'm not... You ain't going to say diapers, say, are you? No. I ain't no fucking woman. When I go in shopping, I'm going looking for a specific thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've researched what I like and what I want, and I'm looking for that. So, a lot of times when I ask you for that, I want you to talk to me about that. Yeah. That camera, that phone, or whatever. I don't want you to upsell me. I don't want you to downsell me. Or take me, yeah, you're talking about taking you to something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't take this me to something else. what I'm interested else. in. Don't take me to something else. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they want to, it's like a slap in the face that you haven't done your homework. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and, and you it, don't it's know not what, like you the, don't really know what you want. Thank you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like I don't know what I want. It's not like they're telling me there's a lower model and there's a higher model. If you're telling me that, you know, there's a lower model, there's a higher model. Uh, these are the differences. No, don't try to. You don't really know what you want. Let me tell you what you want. You want the soapbox with the black windows? No, bitch. 
I want an iPhone fucking 25. <laughs> they, they don't exist, Brian. Yeah. That's... Well, I pray for the day you switch to iPhone. Yeah, no shit, so motherfucker. Send, so no I, shit. So I can send you a fucking group message for once. Yes. When oh, I fall. Let me send him an extra message. He didn't yeah, get yeah. that. Yeah, I'll oh. be confused as fuck. When like, I well, fall like, like and have a traumatic brain injury me that makes me a fucking retard. I'll switch to an iPhone. Brian, Until I ain't then, nothing bad, I'll stroke I... my dick like a normal grown ass man. I hope it happens tomorrow. I don't... Yes. <laughs> yes. My sister, I'm the youngest of six, and I got a sister, and she's the only one out of the whole family that's got, like, even her husband has an iPhone, and she's got, like, like a Samsung phone. And there's a lot of people in my family. Hold your pride, girl. But, but what, you can, <laughs> what you can do, though, is. You can set your home screen to whatever you want. It's true. And at the end, it's like, who fucking gives a fuck? <laughs> like, get an iPhone and stop using your fucking Big Lotto apps and just switch over. Because everybody trains their apps on an iPhone. I like Big Lot. Fuck you. <laughs> fucking Gabe shopper. <laughs> Look at that. All that that's the planet, Brian. You can get that on yours. Look at this, Mike. It's my balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We, so, um, while we're talking podcasts, we always have a section where we talk about whiskey. Today, um, I purchased a new whiskey t- called uh, Bowman Brothers Small Batch. It's 90 proof. Um, I'm not going to get into the price of the whiskey, but... It's actually pretty. pretty it is. It, it is. It really is. And like, um, I think we went there on the venture again. Jamie Fox's liquor, and then Brian's like, "We'll try something new." I said, "Let's go for it. Let's go for it." And he gets it, and I'm like, "That's really good." Yeah, and for me, it's still not Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. I'm still on the Buffalo Trace train. That's well, good I'm on Jamie Foxx's nutsack because that <laughs> liquor he produced from his fucking semen is amazing. He said his semen. No. It is fucking delicious. <laughs> the reason why I say that because I drink half the fucking bottle. And well, I listen. did not drink another man's semen. Well, listen, uh, something that tastes that good had to come from somebody that talented's nutsack. It was. It, it was really good, but... I can see you know what? getting lost in it and getting sick off of it real fucking quick. Yeah, it's because it's sweet. sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I did not think about that. Wow. But it's a microchasm of the way people are. Like, yeah. uh, men are interested in how you look. Women are interested in what you can provide. Well, you know, Chris Rock said it best. When you meet a guy and you, and you tell your, your, your girlfriends, you know, I met this guy, he's great. The first thing your girlfriend asked me is, or ask you is, what does he do? When you meet a, a chick and you say, oh man, this chick's great. Your boys, the first thing they ask is you is, she hot? what the fuck she look like? Yeah, she hot, so, I mean, in society, she that's got to fucking mean something, bro. What's that yeah. ass like? Yeah, that's, that's what it is. And mm-hmm. then once you've been married 20 years, you're thinking to yourself, I should have married that bitch that could have done something for me as opposed to the one that's fine in a motherfucker. Mm. Because fine wears off. But that right. bitch is 401k that matches mine. We doing big things. 
I'm gonna say it. Fuck it. I don't care. She ain't going nowhere. We we 22 years in now. Leave if you want to, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm bald headed. I don't want nothing. This is my man Jonathan Cox. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, tell me what you think. This is gonna be hard to edit. It is. <laughs> you keep it on rolling. Is. I got I got good pee pee, and yeah. I hope I don't get a dish thrown up my head. She good luck. Tell, tell Brian I'm like, ah, good luck. Nah, she ain't listening. I don't believe. Nah, she go. So listen, you're coming out of Kentucky. Uh, got any bluegrass roots? Oh yeah, I, I have those. a very bluegrassy kind of voice. I've heard, I've heard, yeah, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. And when I hear your verse, hear your voice rather, I hear some folksy. Yeah, there's all and, and I hear a little bit of down home southern. Okay. I like um that. and when I say down home southern, it's not so much a twang to your voice. Yeah. As a as opposed to a, a moan. Mm-hmm. Um so tell me where that comes from. I mean that 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 moan comes from late night listening to shit. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, I grew up with some gospel bluegrass and then I grew up with uh a lot of like nineties, early two thousands country, like Diamond Rio. We were a big mm-hmm. Diamond Rio family. I mean, we were <clears throat> and a lot of I mean, we was big on like Chris Ledoux, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh so just to give you like an example of how we were, like, instead of watching like NFL or NBA, stuff like that, our sports was bull riding. That we all PBR. PBR. Man, we would sit around, we had this little box we had a big t- box T V in our living room and every you know every night that it was on we would all sit around that tv in the living room and all six of us kids we'd sit there and watch pbr we had our favorite bull riders our favorite bulls are you fucking serious yeah that was what we did so you're telling me the same way i'm watching these dudes catch footballs you had your favorite bull and your favorite bull rider yep that's great yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'll say that's great. I'm one of these few people that, in 1996, when I left home, I swore, I swore to my father, I would never coming back to West Virginia because mm-hmm. I'm black and I'm got the opportunity to leave. I'm never coming back. <laughs> but then once I seen more of the world, more of yeah. what the culture had to offer. When I say culture, I mean culture. Yeah, I realized. That if you're raising kids, I need to raise them in a smaller space. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. So, when we're talking about culture and what I like, what I feel and what gets me there is different from what my kids gets me there. Mm. Like, I mean, and and we're talking. So, I mean, we we can turn on gospel music right now and there's a whole lot of gospels. John P. Key. Some some Kurt Franklin, all that stuff, and all that's great. But when I really need to get in touch with God, I go right back to that fucking Kentucky uh, music and uh, quads, and mm-hmm. because that's what my mom and my dad—that's what I remember getting into the spirit with. Yeah. So you go back to to where your roots are. And I think that's important to people. And, and nowadays, some people have forgotten that. Yeah. What what got you over? And I, I'm not trying to turn this into a gospel thing, but what got you over 
turned you into what you are now. Yeah. What you like now. What takes you not only from gospel, what takes you to feel good music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get I'm that. all about, you know, the upbeat. This is the music I play at my barbecue. This is the music I play at da 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 da. We we smoking a hog. We doing big things. I'm straight West Virginia. Well, I just looked up Dom and Rio, and they sing "Meet in the Middle." Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. they, they do a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. Dom and Rio, that, that's where it's middle. at. They have some of the best harmonies in country music. I'll I'll put my hands down on that. Yes, some of the best. <clears throat> Even that, <clears throat> excuse me, that country. Bluegrass, Philly, folksy music that I'm not necessarily found a fond of, but you gotta recognize talent when you see it. You do. You always do. Good that's harmony like, when you see it. Well, and that's like me. Like clearly, I listen to a lot of country music, but I kind of dabble in a little bit of rap. And someone right now that has grabbed my attention so hard in the rap community is Rod Wave. Ooh. He, I'm Where telling the fuck you. you come from that at? I. Listen, just some of the stuff that he does and how deep all of his stuff is, it's it's nuts. Shit. Well, Do you know who Rod Wave is? Well, who is it? Rod Wave. I've never heard of the name. Yeah, I'm I telling can't. you. He's he's so and he's so lyrical with his stuff and it it hits hard. Yeah, it does. I mean it does. And I can't lie, my kids turned me on to it too. Yeah. So who I, is I, this dude? Rod Wave. That's him. He's a rapper. Yeah. Okay. I guess you'd call it rap. It, okay. it is rap. It's like a mix between rap and R and B. What it, it is of. rap. He he has more of the the hooks that'll that'll pull you in and smooth you out. But when you listen to what he's saying, he's talking about real social issues. Oh, he's yeah. talking about shit that happens. He's talking about you know your average rapper. What? That's what I'm gonna say. Is it wrong for me to think that? Yes. Okay. Okay. I will shut the fuck up then, and I won't say nothing. No, no. I want you to finish your thought, but I'm just gonna let you know before you start talking. If you're white, you're wrong. I just, I have a hard time connecting with the rap culture now than I did when I was in high school and after high school. Like I I think think everything that they put out now in this new generation is just weak. That's why Rodway stands out to me. He's not your average. He's not the same. He's not. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I he ain't hitting hard like an ice cube or right. No, no, no. But he is on the level of this is what's happening to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. like I could listen to back in the day in high school. I could listen to rap songs, and I, and I could be just the same as like if I listen to Slayer. Slipknot, Marilyn Manson. I could fist fight a motherfucker. <laughs> and if I put on I Ice Cube, and if I could listen to Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, or Eminem, I could fist fight a motherfucker. But this new generation, I, this mumble rap, I just don't get. I don't get. I don't think all new rap is mumble rap. <clears throat> no. You know. I like, think, gotta, I, I think my... Dude, is his name Drax? Have you heard any of his stuff? Dude with the red hair? He's like a uh, right-wing rapper, really. Drax. I don't guess that. The only really right-winger I know of is Tom McDonald. Yeah. Yeah, I got a signed album from Tom McDonald. No kidding. Yeah. 
You okay. actually know who he is? Yeah. Did all yeah. kinds of people know? Who I don't Tom know who McDonald the fuck is. this dude is. You were like, oh, I got Tom McDonald's on I'm like, yeah. who the fuck is this? Dude, I've been listening to him forever now. Yeah, I, w- I got on. I got on to him when he released a uh, was it White Boy? White Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and White Boy was the one. I do not remember none. He just quit being a bitch. Well, see what, what he is. <laughs> what he is though is like he's completely independent. He has no label, no yeah, nothing. He's not signed to it's anybody. Just him. <clears throat> On YouTube. Yeah, and he records all of his stuff, like, at home. He does all of his music videos. He does them. Like, everything he does himself. Yeah, his wife is actually the director of all of his videos. No shit. Yep. Whatever happened to that? Help me out. They were a South African band. South African. Shut up. It was him and his ex-wife. What were they called? Oh... I have no idea, bro. Yeah, I'm not that. I'm not. I'm not that deep into rap. And they were like huge for a while, and then they just dropped off the face. Do you know a South African rap group? Oh, you would know them if you heard them. I mean, they were like huge. You have to Google it. It's time for Google. But yeah, yeah I like. I've been in Atomic Dawn for a while, <laughs> and they want to. And to me, they want to lump him into like a a right wing thing when I think he's really just he's so telling neutral. the truth. Die Ant mean, Wood. Do you guys remember them, Die Ant Wood? Mm-mm. Well, you guys need to Google them and watch them. They were kind of weird. The husband looks like he smokes meth twenty four seven. Heard that? Maybe even his wife. Picture of hell. But you know they they they, they released Maybe. they released a few tracks that I was just like, dude, this shit is banging, and then they just dropped off the planet. His wife, you know, would do like a lot of like the background uh, chorus harmonies and stuff. You know, it, it was just weird, but it was cool. But that album come from uh, the signed album. Before the pandemic, mm-hmm. I had bought tickets to see him in Ohio. Well, yeah. my wife bought tickets for me to see him in Ohio. Ended up getting canceled because it was uh, in the middle of 2020. Right. I still got the album, but I didn't yeah. get to see the show. Yeah, he uh, he's like really, he's kind of neutral, I guess. Like right in the middle. I mean, he's do, he does a lot of right wing stuff, but at the same time, if you listen to some of his stuff, he kind of points out the bad in both. Yeah. And that's that's what I like. You know. He's real, I don't know. Yeah, I think one of the songs that I like from him is the uh, is a song, I think it's called Hate Me. I don't think I've listened to Where that. he's talking about, uh, he doesn't care if you hate him, because basically, if you hate him and you let people know you hate him, it's still good for him. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. All All types of publicity is publicity. Yeah. I mean, do you want to play a song? Yeah, I can. Yeah, let me pause for a minute. I'll let you get ready. Okay. Let me just like, introduce the song. Yeah, tell us what you're going to play. What's up? So, uh, this song I'm going to play, it's one, uh, I'm getting ready to start recording a new album. It's going to have 10 songs on it, uh, all new songs. Uh, this one, I just finished this one up there a couple months ago. Uh, I kind of wrote it about a situation I was in, kind of. So I wrote it about getting over a girl, because I was I was engaged, and we split up back in like September, something like that. 
I was I was ready for the it to be over. So I didn't really it hurt for at first, you know, everything will but like I got over it. But I started thinking about like, you know, that little bit of time that I was kind of hurt with it. So I started writing a song about it and it came out to So The song's called November.
So uh, you can find my uh, music page on Facebook under Jonathan Cox Music. Uh, my name's kind of spelled weird. It's J-O-H-N-A-T-H-O-N, and then Cox, C-O-X. Uh, you can find it, Jonathan Cox Music, uh, on Facebook, and then on Instagram, it'll be under, it's Jonathan Cox underscore music. And then uh, I post all my show dates and stuff on there, and I have a website as well, uh, has all my information information on all my shows uh all that good stuff and then uh i have merch and stuff too that uh, you can message me about i can send them to you whatever you need to do plug the merch dog we want to buy it i got it on there and then uh uh i have music on spotify iHeartRadio, apple music itunes you can just look my name up you'll see i have like six song ep that i did back in I did that back in 2018, 2019, I think. I recorded it for like 250 bucks, so it's not the best best quality, but it did. It's doing pretty good. I like it. Uh, I was happy with it. Uh, and then I have uh, Till the Bitter End, and then I have 123 AM, and also have Lonesome Feeling on there. So all of them are on there, and you can give them a listen. And we are Try Not To Get Sued. Check us out on Facebook, Try Not To Get Sued, and... Email us at uh, try not to get sued at Gmail. No G on trying. Thanks for listening if you listen.